Welcome all this week uh, to this week's podcast. Um, this week's episode on Blank Music is for me. We have uh, with us an artist coming all the way from France, ABC. Welcome. So please um, tell us a bit about yourself. So hello. Um, it's nice to be here. Um, my name is Chris, Christoph Sam, uh, but also known as ABC. Um, I've been making music for now three years with my producer, Matteo Marchiotti, who lives in Paris with me now. I grew up in London. Um, I was at the French Lycée in London, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Then I went to Montreal uh, to study communications and politics over there, the University of Montreal, and that's why I really started making a lot of, a lot of music and where I met Matt, and that's when we decided to actually get this whole thing on the road. So when was the first time you discovered music? Like what age were you? At what age? Uh, it was very young. I think it was around like maybe three. Um, my first, the first thing I remember about really liking music was Daft Punk. It was Interstellar 55555, the movie, the movie they made when they released Discovery. Uh, I'm a huge fan of anime as well because of that. And I think that's why I really like uh, blended and loved music because it had this blend between anime and music. and. That was just perfect for me, especially when I was a kid. Amazing. And so what is the, the genre or like the music style that you focus on and that you create? Um, we don't really like to focus on one style. When we go into the studio, we always kind of just go with what we have on the spot and what just pops into our head. Uh, we do, we do, we do really want to create this whole style, maybe called electro rap um, with Matteo. And we do really want to be able to innovate that style and really just create more, not just rap on a side and pop or electro, just really have all of that blend together and just create this one, one style and just create synergy. And I think that's what we're going for right now. And that's what's going to happen in the album. So um, what's your special story? I know you you've went all over the world. So tell us a bit about that. Uh, I don't know. Really, it was like, I just, I grew up in London in this French school and it was really weird because you're French in the UK. And so you always have, and I have that, you always have that French and that English side that kind of bounces back and forth and you don't really know which culture you want to grab onto. But uh, for me, lucky enough, I was able to grab a bit of both because I don't know, I already, my mom forced me to go into football teams, which were English football teams to really get to know the locals more. And at the same time in my school, I know a lot of us were really like, just more focused on our English side and our French side. So it just kind of went back and forth. And then when I decided to leave London, it was because I felt like I needed to see something else, you know, I needed to explore and discover. And I didn't just want to be, I don't know, I didn't just feel like staying in the UK because I wanted to know more. And so the decision to go to Montreal actually happened like when I was like two years before my end of term in like high school. And that's when I was kind of like, just, I got to move. My dad's a bit, my dad's Canadian. So kind of maybe played into it all, but uh, yeah, Montreal was the right decision. And right now I'm really happy with who I met and what I've done until now. So you've, so as we see, we, you had a lot of movement in your life. You went to London and then you went to Montreal and now you're back in France. Yeah. And given the fact that you're really into music, um, I know that in London, UK rap is like super popular right now. Like it's been popping for the most couple of years. Yeah. 
with all your influences from all the countries you visited and lived, um, what did you grab onto on the on the genres of music and the in the? Uh, I yeah, think you understand. Yeah, it would really be the really be the flow, like just the vibe. You know, the whole vibe of a song. Like when you just go into a song, you you're always in a mood. It brings a certain like mood out of you, and. You know, it can be, I really want it to be at all times my music. You can just, I don't know, you wake up in the morning, you want to listen to it. You go for a run, you want to listen to it, you know, whatever. And that's what I've always wanted to grasp because that's what I feel like in, especially in the UK, songs are vibes, you know, like it's always huge top lines where you've got all your guys around you singing and just chant, like chanting the lyrics with you. And like anthems, like really anthems. I don't know, I feel like in the UK, it's really like, yeah, like big song, even like Jess Clean and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, uh which is outside of rap but like those type of songs that really pass on the radio in the uk like it's really like humongous anthems where you've got just people singing like wonder war oasis you know stuff like that yeah it's like i can, i can only think about two couples two three songs from the uk that i really like there's this song called local scammer local scammer it, yeah it's a it's a rap and this guy's like really i feel like in the uk there's a very very jumpy vibe yeah definitely and I remember when you played at Art Gang, um, like what two, three years ago already. Um, um, yeah, I think was it. I think it was last year. No, it was last year. Yeah. Last year. Was yeah, it? I think so. Time flies. Yeah. Like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, twenty twenty one. Yeah. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Uh, it was at the beginning of the year before coronavirus, and you guys, when you did the show, I found that your music and your style compared to the other French rappers. That are that were actually based in France compared to yeah. you who traveled a lot, it was a very jumpy vibe. You know, everybody was jumping, yeah, everybody was like <laughs> super, super energetic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, Thank you. <laughs> so, um, what world or experience are you trying to create in your music? Uh, I want to create a very unique type of world. I want to be able to show. I feel like that's the way I describe just my whole way of thinking about music is like there's this whole kind of new type of I'd say generation maybe where it's people who tend to move more than their parents who maybe stayed more into one place or one location you know where like and it's not just even the people who move it's just like all the people who are between I'd say maybe fifth like even younger like 12 to 22 23 24 25 whatever like it's a type of generation that's different like we're so I don't know, the media, all of that was so connected that it's just so different than before. Like even the way we approach music, like now you make music in your room and everything's on your computer and you can do it so easy, you know? And like, you can share it to your friends in an instant. So I, it's really that type of new type of world that I really want to grasp and be able to talk about in my music. I know it's like, I have a very sci-fi type of way of thinking about like- yeah, uh, I was going to get to that, the sci-fi and the anime part that yeah. you were talking about interstellar. So you want to give that image to people when they listen to me, to your music? Definitely. Yeah. Like the whole album is a whole trip into space. It's like, it's the whole thing behind it. It's even like, it wants the title will come out and the phrase behind it, like literally it's very inspired by sci-fi movies. Uh, it's inspired by Star Trek mostly. Oh my God. My mom's a huge fan of Star Trek. I have to call her out on that one. <laughs> Pick up to your mom. Uh, like, uh, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's very inspired by Star Trek. And like I said, the Daft Punks. And I feel like their whole world, you know, robots, uh, just cyberpunk. Um, I'd say all of that universe, Blade Runner, 
Cowboy Bebop, all of that stuff is so. Really when nice. is that album going to be released? That's the question. Uh, <laughs> so right now we don't really know. We hope really for April, maybe late April. That's when we stay think. tuned, guys. April, his his album might might get out. <laughs> we finished it. We finished it. Okay, finished you finished it. it. We have we have all the tracks. Uh, we have all of them. We made a lot a lot of music in the last year and a half. And yeah, you have two hits. Two hits is Home and Motionless, who have like what five hundred thousand viewers. Yeah, something like yeah. that. That's huge, yeah. man. <laughs> thank, you, thank you. Thank you. We don't really like. I don't know. It's we're, we're very we're very happy that people listen to our music, and we're like, I'm quite shocked. You know, I never really would have expected that amount of listeners or that amount of just like streams in general in my music. But I'm very grateful. That we're able to just kind of continue our dream and be able yeah. to do other stuff and make people i don't know happy i guess when they i've received a lot of messages and i feel that's like really that's a lot of it's just great just great it's like so i don't know great great great, great. I'm, I'm excited to hear the the next album um so what can you do to change or bring something new to the like, I guess your, your style is a bit more rap than electronic, but mm -hmm. so what, what would be your vision to bring up to the future of, of that genre? The future of that genre? Uh, what, what makes you original from the rest? Original from the rest? I'd say it's Mateo. Mateo, Mateo. makes me quite original. Uh, Mateo, my producer, is someone who just like, he was born into the electro like he was born into that French touch vibe. He really has it embedded deep inside his DNA. And that's thankful to his father, also Damiano Melchiori, who really has been backing us a lot. And uh, and he just, Matteo has this kind of like discography in his head that's humongous. And he knows a lot of different like songs and he's listened to a lot of different music. And that's why we're able to really go into, go into space with our music and in our album. and. I'm lucky enough that he listens to me uh, and he listens to the ideas and the concepts that I have. Like I was in Paris when I found the album. We always kind of have that time where we, we during summer, since we don't live at all, Mateo's, Mateo's parents live in uh, Ivory Coast, uh, Abidjan, which is funny because that's where I'm from originally. And uh, yeah, we never worked together during the summer so that we both kind of like spread our wings a bit if you can say that uh and just kind of listen to different styles of music i always go back to the uk so i really come back with this whole uk vibe yeah and I would, yeah and it's crazy that accent oh my god because i remember when you were in montreal your accent was not that strong as it is now <laughs> and i and now i know why i'm like oh okay okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's very definitely because when I, uh in montreal it's different because people tend to always maybe like tell me that I have my accent so I always kind of push off my accent and I always kind of and I talk more in American as well because my roommate was American so like we really like I really grasped a lot of his words but it's good as well because it helped me with music because now I can really have kind of two or three different accents on a song and so that brings true. out different like music so it's very cool yeah oh I wish Matteo was here so we could ask him a few questions but yeah, uh... unfortunately he's not right now he's not available which is bad but yeah we've been having trouble making music lately because we're on like kind of different agendas but soon enough we'll be we don't really need to anymore we've made so much music actually it's crazy oh, yeah. but we really want to release this this album as soon as possible because for us yeah that's my that's my next question actually what are your future projects after 
this pandemic and like in the next few years? Uh, so I think what we want to do is really we want to go touring. That's for sure. We want to tour. Uh, we've been approached to tour and that's what we want to do. And we've got just like a whole mindset, our whole goal is behind just this album and everything is to be able to tour, go meet people and really bring our music uh, on the live scene because that's where I feel like our music really makes sense. You know, once I'm on stage and Matt is right behind me, that's when our music really like just comes out and people can feel the whole energy behind it. Yeah, uh, your energy on, because I saw you on stage um, mm -hmm. once and I knew that compared to the others that were on stage that night, you stood out more. There's some people who have a presence on, no, they have a presence on stage. And I think that, that I know why people would ask you to come and tour and recruit you. Because your presence you, on stage is mad, is mad. It's, it's mad. Thank you. Um, so yeah, so um, I was going to go up to the next question is, so now this podcast is focused on underground artists. Yeah. So when you're going to be popping off and getting <laughs> really popular, what is the the first thing that you want to do as soon as you get the the limelight as soon as i get the limelight uh first thing i want to do is already create i've already kind of done it it's my label but and this whole collective kumo but i really wanted to become a huge structure and develop just more just like be able to work more with like different artists and really bring in that independent artist vibe way bigger and like be able to bring a backing me personally and finance some of the artists around me who I find extremely talented and who I really want to be able to glow. And I really want to be able to create this whole collective and just make it become an, a powerhouse, like a whole powerhouse in the world, like an art powerhouse and just have different artists come through. But all in all, and more personally, I know I want to go to Japan for maybe like a year and just kind of oh, secure myself and be able to Asia. just work on the music. You're going to have that anime touch more if you go yeah, to Asia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what are the artists that inspire you or that had an impact on the melody, musicality, and lyrics of your style? Uh, I'd say the mu musicality, too bad Matt's not here, but I know who he likes. Uh, it's, so we've got Cassius, uh, Zdach, uh, Funk, obviously. Um, then you've also got kind of like... We've also got that French rap style, obviously, Alpha One, uh, definitely. Uh, right now, we do listen to, I'd say we listen to a bit of like Ashkid, maybe, Rouge, that song in particular. Oh, yeah. We like that vibe. It's uh, the type of vibe. We love that one a lot. Uh, but in the young underground artist, I'd say maybe Nux, who's blown up in the UK. Lyrically, I feel like that guy is just amazing. Uh, he's really, really talented. Then you've got in the Closer Friends, I don't really listen to that much music, to be honest. I listen to a lot of the people around me, like Fu, for example. Fu is an artist from the UK, a guy who's in the same school as me. Amazing wow. artist. This guy is absolutely popping. He's crazy, like literally big ups to that guy. Uh, he's really bringing like a lot of just energy and he's pushing all the rest of us who are kind of around him to kind of just like follow as well. And it's kind of like good competition all around. So it's cool. I've got also a guy called Tease. Uh, Lorax and Lashani and Nogabedo, the guys, those guys as well, are very, very talented. Yambo, Stizes, my mate in Brussels, and Rachel, even like Rachel, I've made a lot of music with her. And all of those people are just humongous inspirations for me because I see them grinding in their day to day life. And I feel like 
you know, I, I can really like see myself and identify myself as well because like they're so close to me. And that's really my main inspiration. You, you inspire yourself from not only your friends around you, but other underground artists that are not as well known as like Drake or Kanye and whatever. Yeah, yeah definitely. But obviously the big guys are just like, you know, they're the goal. And like I'd say The Weeknd, for example, his album After Hours, we know that with Mateo, that's like the only, there were two albums last year that we really were waiting for. It was PNL and After Hours by The Weeknd. And like... PNL, uh, PNL's album, my God. I think yeah. that one of the, my favorite songs of PNL was Odede. Yeah, definitely. That one's so uh, that's good. a good song, yeah. Um, so let's discuss a bit. Now we're going to hit the media influence. Um, mm. So how did the media influence your music and how do you use media to create your brand? So I feel like maybe in terms of the media, I'd say maybe in the way we promote our music and the way we do that, we kind of like, we kind of let our music speak for ourselves. Me and Matt, were not really that much of guys who really love social media. I'm not the type of guy who's going to post stories or whatever, or what I'm doing during my day or if I'm in the studio. Like that's not really the way we do things, but we do really like, I don't know, like, yeah, just making music speak for itself. I see, I know maybe, you know, yeah. I like the way Dua Lipa does a promotion. That's very cool. I like the way she does her pictures and just the, the layout of the pages and what, oh, that's very nice. I just like the whole, her team is really, really talented, especially in her music videos. Um, but then the way we use our promotion, like our promotion is really organic. We don't, we just, it's always like word to mouth. We just post it on our stories, on our Insta. We don't really do paid promotion. Maybe we'll do it this time for loose control, but we've never really, we've never done it actually. And I feel like that's just the way we wanted it to go. Like we wanted to, if people like our music and want to share it, then like really thank you. But other than that, I'm, we don't really want it to be fake, you know? We don't, yeah, wanna, we don't wanna force it on people as well. Cause I feel like I've seen it already done and I feel, and I find it forceful and it's not the way that I wanna do and I wanna go about it. I'd rather have less streams than, I don't know, just paying my way through, you know? Mm -hmm. And what about, cause now you've seen that uh, TikTok is becoming an app that's like a huge thing. Yeah. Would you create sounds to make yourself more recognizable across the world? By using TikTok? By maybe, no, not really. Well, I know that our last song, Lose Control, for example, when we finished it, we were like, holy, we were like, damn, this one is definitely like, yeah, this one could be a TikTok song or whatever. And we were like, because it was just in the air where we were feeling, oh, this is a more commercial song than we usually do, you know, or in that standpoint, but we don't find it commercial. We just like, oh, it's maybe more in line with the pop or, you know, it's more in that format that uh, big labels will ask you. It's kind of, it's three minutes 32. There's a, a big chorus with then like a pre-verse, a pre then you come inside the verse, it drops, you know, it's like, it's really like, it's a format, it's a more way of like formating your song. We never really do that with Matt or like with the guys, we just kind of just go with the, with what we want to do if we want to break it down in an eight, 16, whatever. But this time, yeah, it was just way more commercially. So we were like, oh yeah, this might be for TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> it's true because I feel like right now why artists are underground is because the style is becoming different compared yeah. to mainstream stuff and so my question to you now is more about your lyrics and the like the meaning of your songs what's the meaning yeah. of them well for the for the album 
which are basically what all the songs that I've written in the last year and a half, two years, like all of them were really part of a story, like a whole story that like it follows like a strict storyline, like from the first to the last song. But they kind of all each have their own world, but they all kind of like have this line that sticks them together. It's like this a piece of a puzzle that you're working through all the time. And I wanted it to be my life. I wanted it to be kind of the way that I see things and how if I wrote a book about myself in a sci-fi movie, that's what I would do, you know. Wow. Uh, okay, that's the perfect that's the perfect explanation of the next album. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And like we really thought about even doing like a, a book for it, but that would take way too long and that would make our album just like wait for another year, but like we're not about to do that. But yeah, definitely. And yeah, it's a book. It's a book of my life. So what scares you the most in terms of music yes like because in life i mean listen in life a lot of things scare us but i mean because now you're you're entering this new world of becoming more and more well known look you've been popping off on spotify right now and your 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 album is going to come out soon so what is what are you scared of um I'd say maybe maybe my duo, that's the most, the scariest thing. I want us to be able to do what we want to do, you know, not what someone tells us to do. Uh, that's the most important. I, I just want it to be the same way. I want to appreciate the just the whole process of making music and who I decide to make music with and what and how I want to write my songs. And I don't want to be told that I have to follow a guideline or create a whole album for a certain reason to please a certain crowd, that's not what I want at all. I would just, at that point, I would just be like, no, I just don't want to do this anymore. I just want it to be, yeah, I just kind of want to be able to do the music that I always do, like that I do right now. That's, um, that reminds me of the duo. I don't know if you know Aurel San. Yeah. Okay, you know the duo between him and Skret, yeah. the one who makes his, um, his instrumentals? I feel like this powerful duo, because they've been there since day one together, doing uh, is the duo between you and Matt. That's what I feel like it is. It's like this relationship of music that's very strong yeah. and that you know that even the producer is also seen on the public. You know, yeah, like exactly. he talks about it, when Orelsan talks about his music, he, he refers to it with as Skret is the one who's producing most of it. People know Skret now. Some yeah. artists, we don't really know who their producers are. We just know yeah. them for their title. Definitely, and I feel like that's bad. Like, I mean, the guys who are behind you are the most important people in your team. AVC isn't me. AVC is the whole team that's behind me. Without my whole team, I can't be able to put out a song as well as mixed as it's mixed now. The cover is not me. The cover is an idea that I have, but it's not finished by me. Uh, a lot of things aren't done by the artist himself. He just, I like, I write the song and there when I do the song, when we do the beat, I have my ideas, the conception, the whole thing. Okay, fair enough. But there's a whole team behind any artist and I feel that the team needs to be shown to the public as much as possible. That's why I created the, my collective Kuma. So to be able to showcase just the whole array of like making music and just making art in general. How many are you guys in the collective? Uh, with 23, 23. Oh, now. wow. 23 yeah. people? Yeah. And what's the different, like, 
jobs, not jobs, but like different role so of each of the 23. We decided to cut it down to four sections. So we have one magazine section uh, who's headed by Katerina Mladenovic, who's also my photographer and uh, my, one of my closest mates who takes care of the Kumaite. So that's our magazine section. That's where we do interviews, uh, where we also just write articles on, on numerous different things, different topics. Um, we also have Kuma Records, which is uh, our label, basically with different artists who are pretty different genres. There's no, we don't have one line in particular. Um, there's different people do soul, electro, hip hop, drill, whatever. Um, then we have Kumo Design, the design section. So all of that is all clothing, uh, any type yeah, of wear, any type of uh, clothing. And then we have our last section, which is Kumo VA. And that's visual artists. So we have painters, we have photographers, and we have just a lot of different, just anything, graphic designers. And yeah, we created like a whole ecosystem. Nice. And what's the age range? You guys are all about 21, 22? Mm, I think the youngest is, I think the youngest might actually be Mateo, who's 20. Wow. And uh, our oldest is 24. Okay, so you guys are all the same age almost. It's crazy. Yeah, almost, yeah. And do you have an agent that helps you promote all your stuff? No. No, wow. No, I do it all. It's crazy. Wow, congrats. Thank you very much. So um, the last question is, what is your final word for this podcast? What do you want to tell your audience? Um, get ready. <laughs> get ready for the album because it's crazy. I've been making it for two years and not going to lie. We're really, really proud of it. And we hope that we can make the Daft Punks proud. Okay, amazing. Thank you so much for your time. No and uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you on uh, the podcast.